Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back with The Kevin and Fred Show and today joined by my longtime friend, uh, David Queen. What is going on, dude? Dude, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. It's it's good. Uh I'm excited to do, I, I was thinking about this when I was texting you the other day, because I knew you were coming to Phoenix. For those of you guys who don't know David, he's in, he's in Kingman, Arizona, which is the, like, got to be the second largest city in the, in the country. No, it's a, it's a small city, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, but so it's a few hours away from me. So you're like, knew you're going to be here. We got the thing with Dustin tomorrow, fired up Fridays live, which I'm excited for. And I was like, dude, we got to record a podcast. I don't think you and I've, we've, you and I've done a lot of stuff over the years, like. We've done live Zooms, we've recorded webinars, we've taught classes together, and I was like, I don't think we've actually done a podcast, so I'm excited for this, dude, because it's been, in my mind, it's like a long time coming. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, David, let's do this, dude. Um, I want to start, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell every, I want to tell the listeners how you and I met, uh, and I, I know you know the story, but I, re- so you being in Kingman, Arizona, and also serving, uh, servicing Lake Havasu, uh, our our good friend, Dustin Runyon introduced us. And the way that came about was I had a website or Fred and I, my business partner, I had a website that generated a ton of seller business for us back in like 2014, 15, 16 area, maybe even into 17. And we would invariably generate leads in your neck of the woods without trying to, just because somebody from there would be searching and they somehow see our ads. And I tried referring these really good leads like it was our number one listing source for quite a while at group 4610 i would try referring these out to agents and like i would just never hear back from anybody and so one day i called dustin and at the time dustin was the team leader of the keller williams there in havasu which also was in kingman and kind of mojave mojave county right um and he's like dude i got your guy uh you're gonna love this guy he's like his name is david queen call him, give him your referral. And, uh, I, I think you guys will get along. And so I did, I, I call you, I give you this, I give you this lead. And I remember you called me back like a day later, or you texted me back a day later, like, and you said, Hey dude, this, uh, got the lead, uh, made contact. His phone number was wrong, but I just went to his house and, uh, I think we got a listing appointment and I'm pretty sure you like closed that deal in 30, 40. And I just remember thinking, Oh my God, I love this guy. Like you took a lead it was just a lead. Like it was a pay-per-click lead. And you went to this guy's house cause the phone number was bad. And like, I was like, Oh, this is my blood brother. Like, this is my guy right here where we are, we're homies. And from there it was like, it's kind of history. So I love how you and I connected because it was like, it's that same mindset of the way you chase down business and go after things, uh, was very similar to the way I've always approached my sales business as well. Uh, kind of like fortune is in the follow-up. And so that, like, that was the, that was the icebreaker for you and I, but let's do, do this for the listener. Tell us a look, give us like the, the elevator speech, dude. And, and please try not to be too humble. Uh, like, like share your stats or whatever, or market share, whatever sounds right. However you would say it, like, tell us about the BMP network and what kind of, what kind of volume do and how long have you been in real estate? 
Yeah, man. So that, that whole story you just shared, um, I actually use that today with like trainings with my team. Do you? Yeah. And it's kind of cool because, um, you know, like a lot of times we think of like somebody who's really energetic as somebody who's loud and, and like, you know, getting boisterous. Yeah. And like, and and I, I'm full of energy internally. And so like, I'm like the quiet guy, but I will freaking outwork anybody. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and, and that was my goal was like, well, like we didn't know each other. And actually I just based it off of what Dustin told me when he introduced us. He said, Hey, don't let me down. He's like, I like these guys. He's like, like, please do a good job. Right. And so I was like, okay, no problem. Like I got you. And, um, and so I just made sure I went above and beyond. And I think we actually had like two or three, like in a row like that. We did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, and I, and then I gave one to you and you guys like closed it and put it in escrow in Denver right away. Yeah, and that's so, right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. And, uh, but, um, so I've been in real estate for, oh man, about 17 years, a little over that now. Dang. Um, so quite a while. Um, and I, I, I kind of started as the market like crashed. Right. And, uh, I think it's similar to you guys. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. like the market had crashed and like I had got into it. It's kind of funny. I, I was working at a grocery store and, um, this guy came in and he was like trying to convince me to get my real estate license. And he like showed me this paycheck he got. And I was like, Oh my God, that's more money than I'm going to make all year. And, and so then, um, it made me like, think about it. Right. They got your attention. It got my attention. And then he came back in and he goes, Hey, that piece of land that I sold, he's like, I sold it again and we doubled the price and he had a paycheck, double the amount. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to school. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I get into real estate school and, um, and what's crazy is, uh, I'm thinking that was my expectation, right? Is I'm going to get paychecks like that guy. <laughs> and, um, so I get my license and I, um, the market crashes instantly yeah, right after course. I get licensed, right? Good timing. Um, yeah. And I, I had no other option. Um, you know, I was, I was young and just kind of starting my life and I, I was 22 years old. And, and so I jump into real estate and within two months I quit my other job at the grocery store, went into real estate and I had no choice but to figure it out. And there was only one thing that I knew was I'm not going back to that grocery store and I'm not going back to any other job. I'm, I'm going to do this no matter what. And so I had to figure it out. And so I was working like day and day and night, like literally like at the office, eight o'clock worked till about five or six. And then I'd go home, eat dinner. And then I was actually going back to my office and I'd work until like midnight. Damn. So, and then I'd go home and I'd work till like two in the morning. And so I was just doing like whatever I could to figure things out. I had no like mentor or coach or anyone showing me. It was literally just like, I failed. I got up, I failed. I got up like over and over and over and over. And, and, um, and it sucked, but I was also like, kind of numb to it, I think, cause I was doing it so much, um, like failing so much. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I eventually I started to like figure things out. Um, so that was, I think like oh five oh six in that area. And then, um, by, I, I sold a few homes first year, nothing great. Sold a few homes. Second year, I started doing pretty good. Um, my third year, I actually, uh, became the number one, uh, agent in my city and, and I still felt like I sucked. And I still felt like I, like, why, why do you think that is? Like, why did you feel that way? Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I always tell people I have high achiever syndrome. Like I always want more. And sometimes it's like a, it's something that actually holds me back. I think sometimes, but, right. um, but I think at the, at the time, like I was still looking for that paycheck, you know, that that guy had. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I never in my career today, have I seen a paycheck like what that guy that showed big. me never yeah. in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've had a bunch of small ones that added up to more than that in a month, but never just one check. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and so I, I think I was always like just trying to figure it out. And my, 
the, the problem that I learned in like later on in life was like, uh, that I had then was I was chasing that paycheck forever and ever and ever and ever. And when I stopped chasing the paycheck, then it, like things started to show up better and I started growing more. Um, but I didn't, I didn't learn that for like several years, but to fast forward. So we, I've been licensed for 17 years, um, became the number one agent in my city. And then I think it was the following year after that, I actually became the number one agent in my County. Um, and then I was like, like, I kind of felt like I hit a limit and I'm like, what do I do? And I had, I had worked at, uh, at Remax when I started, went to a small brokerage. I think I had 21 pending sales when I was at Remax and, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere where it's cheap and uh, I'm going to save some money. <laughs> so I went to this cheap, uh, private company and, and, uh, and it was cheap except for a, like all their other little fees added up. Right. And, and so Dude, they get you no matter what, like all those companies, they, they're going to get paid no matter what. And well, that's what was crazy is I didn't, I didn't see it that way then. And I think I, I sold like 40 homes one year and then the next year I sold 82 and then the next year I sold 204. And so 204 times all the fees I was paying way. It's more. a lot. Oh dude, it was a lot. It's a lot. And so then I was like, all right, I got to do something else. And then I, I found Keller Williams and I went there and I started hiring people. I'd hired two people at the private company. And then when I went to Keller Williams, I think I hired two more like right away. And, and I felt like I hit a, a ceiling and I was like, I don't know what to do. And um, it was actually Dustin who showed me, he's like, he's like, stop looking at yourself as the agent and look at yourself as like a brokerage. He's like, and like, let's look at what brokerages are doing. And we started looking at numbers and, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, that's, that's the game I'm playing right now. And so then I, I was like a, a brokerage game, a hiring game. Right. And so yeah. then I started growing my team and um, we actually ended up growing a lot. Um, the problem I had there was I thought that everyone was going to be just like me. <laughs> That dude, that, so that is like, that is such, even to this day when I'm talking to, hanging out with, consulting an agent who's like starting to build a team where, and like, it's early on, especially if there's like one or two that are good agents with them, they like, they haven't faced the reality of life that not everyone they hire is going to want to conquer the world like they do. And that for some people like selling five houses or two houses or 20 houses a year is more than enough to fulfill them. And that's a, re that's a real freaking hard lesson to learn. But I, I want to go backwards a second, dude. So you, you, you talked about the, like the progression 40 to 80 and then to 204. Um, you, the town you live in, bro, is this big. Like it's the size of my, my palm, the palm of my hand at yeah. best. Right. That's being generous here. So, Give us a, like, how do you sell 200 homes in that small of an area? Cause I got to imagine that had to be five plus percent of the total unit count in that city. It was actually 14% market share. Good God. 14% market share. Okay. So I, I, the first question I think of, and I, obviously I, I think I know the answer to this, but I want the, I want the listener to hear this. Like, how do you, how do you generate that much business, dude? <laughs> so, um, it's kind of funny because, like, at the time, um, I felt like I had every lead, right? I felt like, like, I didn't need to do more marketing. I needed to get better at, like, converting. Right. Um, because, like, I was having people that were buying homes through other agents and telling their agents that, um, like, I did a good job for them. Like, they thought they were coming through me, but they weren't, right? And, like, my escrow officer at the time was telling me that people would be like, oh, yeah, well, David was helping us, and I had no clue who these people were. 
And so I knew that like I had automation systems in place, like listing alerts and emails and like stuff going out to people, but I needed to like cause like human connection. And that's where I, that's where I needed to get better. Um, because I was always just kind of in my bubble, in my lane, just kind of like running full speed, you know, I'd stay up till two in the morning trying to like regenerate in my own way, but, um, getting better at like actually converting and, and working the people that I had actually was a lot more powerful than just getting another lead. You know, what's so funny is like, uh, that even today, here we are, you and I recording this, it's, you know, gosh, we're coming up on the fourth quarter of 2022 and so much has changed technology wise and in the industry. And yet that's still the same. Like almost everybody I know, like everything that they need to hit every goal they ever have in their business is actually already in their database. It's already inside of their business. It's a matter of like pulling it out. Um, and that, that really is the trick. It like, I don't know that it matters at what any stage you're at, even if you're a brand new agent, right? Like, dude, you got a phone book, you have people in your phone and the app on your phone that are your sphere. of you've got somewhere to start, right? Like and it's probably the number one question I got throughout my whole career is, and, and here's the thing too, is like today I'm playing a different sport, like what I focus on and what I'm doing compared to then. Right. But back then everyone would see like how many homes I was selling and what we were doing and, and in our small town, you know, and they're all shocked, but they'd be like, where do you get your leads? How do you get in those leads? Like they thought I had like the secret sauce, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like, to me, I'm like, man, like a contact, a human, right? Like, like not like stop looking for the buyer and seller and start just looking for the renter and the homeowner and just get them in your database, provide value to them. And, and then, and then it was like connect with those people and like show them that you really care about them and stop trying to stop having commission breath and just trying to get a paycheck. Cause like that's where in the beginning I was chasing that big paycheck. Right. And it, it actually was a big learning curve for me to realize like, man, if I just cared about people a little bit more, like all of a sudden I got more paychecks. Yeah. You, you know, that's the, um, I think that's still the main problem with most, with most agents that are struggling is what is like what, what you just said there. And it, it, it's not about, like you said, like people thought you had like these magic leads or these special leads and your leads were special because you treated them as such. That's what made them special. It didn't really matter. Like you could have got, you know, Zillow leads or you could have bought, you know, Boomtown or run your own IDX website. Like it doesn't matter. You could have bought leads from all the different lead sources that were available then, just like they're available now. The thing that makes them special is the way you treat them. Right. And at least that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that. And so I do think that there's like a technology curve, I guess I would call it where, you know, like if you can kind of stay on the the head of that curve, like on the peak of that, um, you know, and be doing things before other people do them. Like sometimes you actually, if you adapt early, um, almost in everything, like you, you just have more opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Like back then, um, like Facebook wasn't really a thing. I don't even know if it existed to be honest back then, like MySpace did. Right. And yeah. um, so Facebook was pretty new and, uh, but anyway, so like websites weren't like a big thing. Like a lot of agents didn't even have a website and I couldn't afford one back then. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And like my brokerage didn't give me one. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to like Google, how do I build a website? So here I am like on Google and YouTube and like learning how to HTML code and like just like opening up notepad on my computer and testing it and trying it. I had no clue what I was doing. Um, but I actually made a website. It was Kingman home finder back then, which doesn't exist anymore, but, um, 
it actually ended up being the number one ranked like naturally on Google for like every key phrase you could think of. Wow. Like, I don't know if you remember, but we were in Vegas one time and, and I was like showing you, I was like, look at this. You type in Kingman homes with pools. Oh, I remember that. that? Yeah. 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 And like, I just, I showed up before Zillow. I showed up before like the big players. And, and so, uh, and everyone was like, man, how do I get your website? Like, can you build me one? And like, Honestly, like that's what I was doing until two in the morning. So like I didn't have time to go build my competitors a website, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it was like that, that one little thing I did early on, like it actually gave me the ability to be able to capture a few more leads early on, build my database. And I think I got my database up to like 50,000 contacts, like pretty quick. Damn. Um, which is crazy, right? Damn. And, um, but then I, then I have the problem of like organizing it and doing all that. Right. How do you possibly follow up with like, how do you provide value to even a quarter of those people? Right. Yeah. And everything, everything I think has its, um, uh, pluses and minuses to it. Uh, let me ask you this dude. So you're obviously earlier on and, and even when you and I met, like you're actually still doing some production, you're, you know, you're taking some listings, but you're also growing a team at that time you've, you've obviously, you just, you've referenced it a few times, like what you do today is different uh, because you've definitely grown more of a business and, and really even a community. Like that's what I see you doing. And that's what I've seen you do for a while now is like you have a community of other agents that are part of the BPM network. Um, And so tell me like, what's been the biggest change for you going from the guy who's in production at a high level and selling a few hundred houses with a couple of agents on his team to like what you do today? So I've told people in the past, I think I have this natural ability to just like letting go of things. Um, A lot of like not micromanage. Is that what you mean? Like, like, uh, and I, I just had it naturally. I don't know what, what it was, but to me it was like a relief. I was like, thank God there's somebody here, you know? And, um, and so like, I really truly appreciated other people because it, I felt like the need for it. And it meant like I had the help. And a, like a lot of people, they get to a point in their career where they they should, that would be their next step is get leverage, right? Get some help. And, but they, they still do the job, even though they have the person and, and they're stuck on micromanaging and, you know, they, they feel like if it's not done exactly their way, then it's a fail. And, and to me, I was like, like we would get some people that, you know, a complaint even from a client and I'm like, I'm like my, I would tell the person that worked with me like, Hey, no problem. Like I still love you and I'm glad you're here. Like, like they were afraid I was going to fire them, you know? And like, and so, but I always had that ability of just being like, okay, the people with me, I care about more than anything, um, more than I care about the, the other sales. Right. Like, cause yeah. these people are here for life with me. And, and if we have the problem that happens that we have an opportunity to like make it better and better and better. And so that led down to, me learning like leadership and learning how to like develop others and make them believe in themselves and show them what they're capable of. But at the same time, I was like, okay, how do I make it so I can go hire people in like other locations? Because you and I had talked one time and I reached out and I was like, dude, what do I need to do to like, just to grow? And you're actually, you're, I don't know if you remember this man, but your answer was get out of Kingman. (laughs) <laughs> like you, you need to be around more people right like, <laughs> that sounds like something i would say like so abru- only because we're friends and i love you like i would say it like that uh get out of king like so uh you know that's abrasive if, if you don't know each other and have the rapport that you and i have right uh and so yeah no doubt so i remember that so that was that was quite a, a few years ago but i i remember that it sunk in and i was like and he's right. And I was like, 
um, I need to figure out how to grow in other areas. And then I was like, okay, well, how am I going to grow in another area? And how am I going to make sure that they do the exact same process that they do this? They use the same scripts. They have the same like automation tools that we have. Um, like, how am I going to just duplicate my business? Right. And, and so I started actually building, um, what I call our transaction system today, um, which actually does a lot of stuff. Uh, it, uh, and I started automating like activities, like, like, um, for example, like, uh, we, I have like four developers on staff today and, uh, they do a bunch of different things for us. But, um, in the beginning I sat down with Stephanie, who's like my freaking right arm. Yeah. And, uh, and I sat down with her and I was like, all right, I'm going to start just giving you a bunch of ideas. I want you to write them down, organize this, and I want you to make it to where it like makes sense to someone else. And she's like, all right. And I just started like, you know, vomiting all kinds of ideas. And, um, and she wrote it all down and she's like, what's your goal with this? And I was like, I want to be able to handle like 400 units a month. And she was like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, just think really big with me. I'm like, if we could, if we were able to do 400 units a month, like we need a better system. And so we started writing down all these ideas and then, started hiring developers and then building it out and man like i've probably spent four hundred thousand dollars on this system year to date now but it does everything man like stephanie told me uh when we first launched it she was like what used to take me all day long now takes me 15 minutes damn so and and stephanie like you said like your right hand she's she's gangster she is david's like support she does a lot she's amazing um, and so for her to say that for, for someone to be as like as productive as she is, cause she's a, she's a highly productive individual to go, Hey, from all day to now with these systems that we've built, I can do these things in 15 minutes. Like that's a, dude, that's massive. Dude. She told me, she goes, you're gonna, you're not going to need me. And she was like worried that I was going to like get rid of her. Right. And I was like, I was like, Oh no, I'm always going to need you. Like I'm not, we're not done. Right. Like we're not going to just stop growing now. And so, um, today like she was my tc or assistant and today i call her our support manager because she does way more than just a tc now so much more yeah and so um so <clears throat> anyway going back to that um my other i thought with that that system was i was like man i want to bring agents in in other cities but i want to make sure that the client gets the same experience i want to make sure that the agent could be brand new but even though they're brand new they're the client's going to think like man, been doing this for years like everything was perfect and and then in addition to that i wanted our like vendors like the escrow company the lender i wanted all of them to be super happy with us because my goal was is if we give everyone a good experience that they're going to send more agents to come join my team right and so um i was like it's really important to me that they all get communication they all get everything instantly and and like we we did things wrong a few times right like we we learned as we went we had to upgrade our system but um like it does I mean, there's 382 canned emails that it sends for us. And there's like, it, it's intense, man. Three, 380. God, you just made me throw up a little bit in the back of my throat. <laughs> um, you know, that did that. So that's a pretty intense. So how do you, I guess my question, dude, is how do you, what's your job? Like, what does David Queen do? Like, what do you view your job as? Cause you do now, like fast forward, like I'll share the punchline. Like, Yes, you're you sell real estate in Kingman, Lake Havasu City, Fe- like in the I'm going to call it the Greater Phoenix area, Flagstaff area. Like you sell re- and and outside of Arizona now too. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, Nevada and Washington State. Yeah, no, that's right, Nevada and Washington. And so like so you're doing that. Like, 
what is like what 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 do you, in your mind what is your job so <clears throat> i i think that because i invested early on into my business through people like stephanie through p- systems like this transaction system that we built and and i have i have over a hundred different software programs that i've purchased that i own that i'm not paying monthly for and so i'm able to keep my overhead low i spent i invested into it and bought them outright up front and uh and so I'm oh, like one of those deals where you can just pay a one-time fee instead of paying a monthly recurring or yearly fee. Yeah. So I've, I've done idea. that. I've done that since I started actually, just because I was like, I was cheap and I was like, okay, I'm probably going to use that forever. So let's just buy it. And so I've always kind of gone over uh, um, with that approach. And today I have over a hundred different software systems. So we have, uh, and it, that gets, so that's a job in itself, just organizing like what we have access to. Right. And so, um, we have virtual assistants that like use all these different systems, like uh, to do everything we ever need, you know, edit videos, create videos, whatever, um, any kind of marketing materials that we need. Um, but anyway, so my overhead's able to keep low. So because I'm able to keep it low, I'm actually able to um, now go to people and find the right people that I can like, I call them my partners. Um, right. Like my, my team, my team is like a, what I would consider a true partnership team um, where our structure is different. Um, I go find people that want to build and grow with me that I already have all these tools and systems. And I just say, Hey, here's everything that we have. And I think that you're the right person to help us sell more homes and grow the business. And, and if they buy in and they like it, um, and then we go grow together. And so everything's, everything's done. And, and, and my point of saying I have uh, my overhead low is I'm actually able to, um, like, have you ever seen those teams offer no value, but then they have like a really high split? <laughs> yeah. You mean like most teams? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what do they, what do you even pay for? Right. Like I'm actually able to give like a competitive split to my agents and I can still stay profitable. And then the agent's happy and they get more value than they could ever imagine. Yeah. And so, um, that, and that was always my goal early on. And, and honestly it, that I couldn't say that until probably like two years ago. You know what I like is your viewpoint of, you said something when ago, like your viewpoint of like you, you having partners as opposed to like just having agents on your team because dude when we met your your business name your team name was like the queen team and now it's bpm network like tell will you tell the listener like what what is that and and i think they'll probably get why you've made that change but yeah so um like people want to build a business everybody especially in this industry like they get into real estate because they want they want to create some like freedom for themselves. They uh, they want the like the flexibility of the schedule, but they want to make money too, and they don't want the uh, you know the limit of like your own. Here's your hourly rate. That's all you can get. You know, and they, right. want, they want to be able to grow. Um, and I was trying to like match all of that at one time, and so um, what I was getting feedback from over the years was people like don't want to join a team when it's someone else's name. They want to brand themselves, build their business, um, and like most team owners. And I'm probably going to offend a lot of people talking like this, but it's what separates us a lot is a lot of team owners, their ego is in the way so freaking bad, man, that yeah. it prevents them from growing and they don't even realize it. And I, I changed a lot of things and I was scared to be honest, cause I was being taught to make it the David queen team to make sure that I control everything and protect myself, protect my money, protect, you know, everything that I have that I'm creating. And, and when I, when I flipped it, and I said, hey, we're partners, and your contracts are in your name. You can use your own sign. We have signs. But you get to brand yourself. And I, I actually tell my team, I'm like, 
I want, like, there's people that look at us and they don't know who owns uh, BNP Network. They don't know who the team <laughs> leader is. And, like, that's my goal is, like, I want all of us to look like this is this is theirs. And, what, uh, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I think this might be hard for you to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. And the reason I think this is hard for you to answer is because, like me, you 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 said it yourself like you're you're kind of just like relieved to have the help you don't have problems sort of giving up control on things like you want the partnership but the way you operate your business and kind of like what david does today as his job versus what you did as your job you know five years ago seven years ago vastly different and so you've had to you're you're in a lot of ways you've had to you've had to learn how to have a different skill set like what are the what are either the lessons you've learned or the things you've had to work on? Because, because you're right, man, there, there are so many agents like they don't even realize it, but it's literally their own damn ego that is stopping them from, from growing into something like what you have built. Um, what did you have to work on or what are any steps that you might've taken to do that? Um, <clears throat> I had to learn to value people like way more than I did. So even though, even though I was valuing them because I was like, I saw a benefit and I was like, oh wow, like you gave me leverage, you saved me time. And I would value them in that aspect. I had to learn to actually value who they really are. And like, okay. and so not, not just from like, oh, you're in my life and you're going to help me and I benefit. So now I value you. I had to learn like, uh, like really like, like, so like on our team, man, we don't have like, we don't, we don't follow like KPI stuff. Like we I'm not like, Hey, how many calls did you make? You know, I'm not like, yeah. even though we, our system tracks it all and, uh, we actually track everything, but even though we do, I haven't looked at it, man. Like I don't, I, I would, I would call you and just say, Hey, is everything okay? How are you doing? And like, just check on you as a human being. And, and like, I've changed it to where in order to fit in with us, like we have three rules and it's literally be nice. Number one, like Love if you're a dick, get out of my life. Yeah. Um, cause I've had a lot of those. And so it's like, be nice. Number one. Number two is um, no gossip and uh, and no jealousy. And like I, I believe jealousy is like the weakest emotion and it causes cancer in the business. Yeah. Um, literally, like, don't be jealous of me. Don't be jealous of the team member. Don't be jealous of anybody. Don't be jealous of people outside of here. Like, jealousy has got to be gone. Um, and then the last thing is, is uh, you ever heard the, the saying, people want you to do well, like to do good, but not better than them? Yeah. Okay. That's like so common, right? So on our, our team, like that's like the one that I watch the most is you actually have to like inside feel good and be happy for somebody else when they're winning. And, and when you're not winning, like still be happy. Yeah. Dude, that's hard for a lot of people to do. Like that's a, that's a challenge for most people to do. And I'm, you know, I, I find myself, um, most of the time genuinely being happy for people who are winning you know, who are winning quote, quote unquote, I hate, I hate even saying this more than me or, you know, like I'll look Curtis Johnson, like we'll be talking about, you know, he'll always ask us, how's our rev share business going? And I'll be like, dude, how's yours? And I'll see it. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm genuinely so happy for him. Like I feel, I feel joy for him. Um, and I know that that's not always easy thing to feel for other people. It, it, or at least it's not natural. I think most people don't kind of grow up in that or they don't sort of come up in that naturally, literally feeling joy for somebody else's great results, re independent of your own. Mm -hmm. Like, cause most of us tie how we feel 
good or bad to how we're doing good or bad. Right. And so like, that's such a challenge. So I love that. That's like, that's a filter and even not having not known that, like, that's not actually something you've said to me before. As I reflect, I've been around you and the people in your world so much over the years. Like, uh, I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I totally see that. I see how that shows up for you, man. And it's, it's changed the game since I started like voicing it. Cause like I, I used to like talk about it sometimes, but now it's like, when I first meet somebody wanting to join our team, we go over that. And I talk about it. So when COVID hit, I was like, screw this. I'm not going out of business. Like I was scared of COVID, you know, and like, didn't know what was going to happen like everyone else. And, and so we actually stopped meeting once a week and we were like, we're going to meet every freaking day on zoom and I'm going to call it intentional success. And I'm going to go through every single thing that we need to be doing to make sure that we come out on top, no matter what happens in the market. And what's funny is we loved it so much. I still do it today. And even though like, even though it all worked for us, right, the market took off and it got easy, like it was still like a really cool thing that I like took action on because today we do intentional success Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, in addition to like our script practices and all that. And, and it's like the thing that like pulls us together as a team. And, and we talk about like personal development. We talk about, you know, new things we're going to do inside the, the, the business and like new things that we're launching or whatever. It's like just a collaboration call. But I bring up those three rules all the time. Dude, I love that. Yeah. Uh, if those are truly, if you have rules or uh, like dojo rules, it's like do- rules for the dojo or whatever, like if you have things like that, I think it's important to like to, to actually talk about it as often as possible. Like that is something like people have to be reminded of it. I think it keeps you accountable to it and brings it, you know, just to the aware, to the awareness back into everyone's awareness does and and what's crazy is man it looks so or feels so good not looks it feels so good when i see like somebody on the team post on facebook celebrating somebody else's win yeah dude your team your team does that better than anybody i've ever seen i love it i i fucking love Mm -hmm. the posts that your team puts on facebook because they are cheering for each other so hard yep and it's that's our foundation so it's like that's who we are as people and What's funny is a lot of times people aren't that way when they join us, right? But like, I, I this is the other thing I talk about all the time that creates our culture is like when somebody joins us, like we're not gonna like lower our standards. Like there's only a few options. Like one of the options is someone's gonna join us and they're gonna go, whoa, who the hell are these guys? I'm out of here. That's option one, right? <laughs> and that's okay. And then the other option is they're gonna come in and they're gonna be like, I love this and I can add this and they're gonna make us level up. And that's honestly what I want. Yeah. And then the other option is they come in and we change their life completely and they buy in and that's awesome too. Yeah. And like those are the only options. And so which one's it gonna be? We're not, cause the option's not gonna be they come in and they start gossiping and then we gossip too. And then we stop celebrating each <laughs> other and then our whole business goes down. Like that ain't happening, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah, I protect it like it's my baby and it's like the number one conversation we have. That's awesome. What it, um, what advice do you, would you give to the agents out there who are like maybe they've got a team, maybe they're having some level of success, but it's it's hard. Like they're not experiencing what you're experiencing. Um, what, what do you tell people like that who are like whether they're really just trying to get their team going, or like they have a team, it's kind of going, but they're having a hard time sort of breaking through. Yeah. Um, can I be honest? Yeah. Um, Please, <laughs> if I was going to do it all over again, I, I would be 
finding somebody else that has all this in place and I'd be knocking on their door being like, Hey, I can add value to the whole business and here's how I'm going to come in and do it. And like, can we, can we be a partner together? Like I would knock on everyone's door till I found that. You know what? I believe that about you. Uh, just because, you know, uh, you and I for years, like we obviously we've gotten along so well, we've been friends, we've shared referrals. And at one point we were like, is there a way for us to work together? And we're like, we really, we, we couldn't wrap our heads around a way to like sort of like merge our teams or, or bring our business together in a more formal way. But I know that you, I, I could tell, Fred could tell that you wanted to do it and we definitely wanted to do it too. Like we wanted to find a way to be in business together because there's this just belief of like we can create more together than, than we can, you know, than we can apart. And then um, that didn't work out later. Obviously we got to be able to work together and partner together with within with EXP Realty, which has been amazing because that's like a whole other level of it. Um, so I, yeah, I totally believe that that's your answer. Uh, because it's, you know, again, I guess it goes back to your kind of what you're saying earlier, like it's about partnering with people. It's not really about how do I grow my team or, you know, become this big, bad leader. It's really about like, who, who do I need in my life? Who do I need in my business? And, and to go back on like that story too, like where we met and talked, like my, one thing I learned from that, that I share with people all the time actually is too many, like if you're, if you're asking too many people for their input and opinion, it only causes confusion for you. And I remember I went through that when we were talking, Yeah, I had too many people telling me what I should do, shouldn't do their own fears. And, and like, man, I look back on it and I'm like, man, like I should have just like blocked all of them out. And like, if you want something, go, go freaking do it. get it, dude. Like go, like you have to, no one's going to do it for you. Well, you know, it's funny you say that dude, like, um, our, our situation aside, I felt like I kind of agree. I think you and I were on the, me and Fred were kind of all on the same page. It was hard for the three of us to see a win-win and neither of us were doing anything that wasn't win-win, even if we were the ones winning and the other party was losing because of who we are and how much we respect each other as people. And so I'll, I'll say that, but at the same time, what I'm going to say is what I see with a lot of teams is exactly what you just pointed out is, um, they, they make decisions together instead of there being a leader. And at the end of the day, um, we can all have partnerships and that is amazing and we should have partnerships, but somebody has to make a decision. Like, and there are too many, there can be too many cooks in the kitchen. I, I like the way um, Ray Dalio talks about it in, the, in his book, Principles, where he's like, you know, hey, everybody at the table like has an opinion about whatever the decision is, but like, he's got a process for like waiting where like, so if you're the subject matter expert, like your opinion might matter 60% of the hundred and the other 10 people's might all only add or matter 5%, right. Or something like that. So like he waits the opinions, everyone can have an opinion. So sort of not quite everyone, but the experts can. And then, and somebody has to be the leader at the end of the day. Somebody has to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree with that. <clears throat> it's too um it's too hard when i see people go well i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to the team and see what they think about it and i'm like yeah well if that's the way you approach it they're never gonna get behind it because you're not behind it if you want people to be behind like dude when you switch the bmp when you said we're gonna we're rebranding mm -hmm. like you have to i'm sure you had to do that from like saying this is the plan this is what we're doing and lead from the front 
I had so much pushback, man. My my old um, like OP, like oh of, yeah, of the franchise, right? Yeah. Like for those that don't know what an OP is, operating principle of of a franchise. She actually told me I'm not allowed and not to do it, and and that it was like death to my business if I did do it. And and then I had the broker tell me the same thing, and and I was like. Oh, I'm doing it, man. This is what I want. And I see it. And I, I had some people on my team tell me not to do it. And it actually was the best thing I ever did. And I wish I would have started this way. And also to go back to on, um, like the people that were giving me like the input, like on our conversation about how we could merge. Um, what's crazy looking back on that today is the people that were negative about it aren't even with me. Yeah, of course. That's the dude. That's the way it goes, dude. They, the, because they're viewing, um, they're they're viewing life through a lens, right? Right or wrong, good or bad, doesn't matter. They're they're viewing things through their through a lens, and oftentimes that lens is winner loser, mm-hmm. as opposed to winner winner or win win, right? Uh, that's hard for a lot of people to see, and or you know, and I'm not, I don't mean any one specific agent, whether your team or mine, but just agents in general, like. It's like if you ever hire an agent, if they came to you because you had a better split than the team or brokerage they were at, that's the same reason they're going to leave you, whether it's in six months or six years. That's why they they leave for the same reason they come in, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that doesn't even surprise me a little bit because that is people show up. That's how that's how they show up. Yep. No, it is. And, and that's why we focus so much on, like, the, the person and the people that they're partnering with and, like, us creating like, man, we did a meeting this week where we went over some like charts of like what happens in your life. And it was like the six most important graphs you'll ever look at is what the title was. And, and one of them was, it, it talked about like why your spouse is so important because throughout your life, you spend more and more and more time with your spouse than anyone else. Like one-on-one, you also spend more and more time alone as you age than you ever would early on, like in your early twenties to until 30. And but then they talked about how much time you spend with the people you work with. And dude, it was like the highest part of the chart. And it was all the way across until you're like retired. It's massive. Yeah, it's massive. And so it's like, man, the people that you bring into your world and the people you choose to go work with, like th- this is why like, and if, if somebody really wants to like join our team or a team or business or whatever, like they shouldn't be going out and be like, all right, what do you offer me? Like they should be like, barging in being like, Hey, here's what I can do to provide value. And here's, but no one does this. They should be checking to go like, is this the, is this where I want to be? Is this where I want to hang out? Like, right. Do I want to be around this guy? Do I want to be around these people? But they should, they should first observe and notice that. And then once they make that decision, they should do everything in their power to like get into that world. Yeah. And, and continuously provide value themselves because the thing I've learned is that the people who are not providing value are usually the ones that say it sucks and complain. Uh, always, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, go back to like grade school or wherever you first heard it. Like, you know, you get in, you, you get out of it, what you put into it. It's like, that's that's just true for a life, whether you're talking about a relationship, a, a partnership, work, friendship, like doesn't matter, right? A, a class that you attend, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And, um, you know, I, I think that, gosh, that dude, that's so true. Who have been, um, uh, whether like, do, I mean, do, you're all, you're constantly learning, which is one of the things I like about you. Who have been some of the more influential teachers or maybe some books that you've read uh, or, or things like that, that you 
have made a big impact on you over the years as you've developed as a person and as a leader? Yeah. So <clears throat> growing up, I was the kid who hated to read. Um, I actually have like some friends in high school that I would like pay them to like do my homework and stuff, you know, like, <laughs> like that was, that was totally me. Like I was the kid that went to uh, we had a Hastings. We didn't have blockbuster. Same dude. I grew up in Yuma. We okay. had Hastings also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I was a kid that was at Hastings that had to read a book and I'm looking for the movie. <laughs> and uh, and I, I found it and I watched the movie and then I found some website online that would like write a report on that book for me and like I would like use it and then and like sometimes I'd almost get caught you know but like I would usually get away with it that was usually me growing up and uh and then and then I found something I'm like passionate about right like I love what I do and man today I've read over 200 books mainly on like business or personal development and because here's the thing I learned is is in order for me to grow at all, like, like the people in my life are going to be limited to like my growth yeah, and like my kids, even like the people on my team or wherever people just, I spend time with. Right. So like I have to continuously grow as a human being to get better in all areas. Otherwise what happens is I'll stop. The people that are like following me will stop and the people I spend time with will stop. And then guess what? The people I want to be with are going to take off and leave me. Yeah. And, and so like, I, I, I use that as a challenge for myself to just be like, no, get better, get better, get better. And like today I'm so big on like contribute. Like how do I contribute or offer value? Like I want to contribute to everyone. Like the V card site thing I sent you the other yeah. day, like I'm like, dude, I'm just going to start giving stuff to people. Like whatever I, whatever, if I'm good at it, like I'm just going to help you with it. And, and like, that's like my goal right now is contribute and, and not ask for anything. Yeah. Just contribute, you know, and, and don't expect anything. Cause like, that's the other thing I've learned. I've watched people like, contribute and then be like they didn't even tell me thank you like it's uh like they like they want to they'll do something nice but it's transactional still mm -hmm. like it so it's like wrapped up in i'm doing something for you but it's truthfully it's actually selfish and transactional right yep. like don't get me wrong you could be selfish and um and still not be transactional meaning like if you could be a selfish person and just you could get the concept of the law of reciprocity Right. You could, you could understand that. And if you realize that from a very, for a very selfish reason, you could go, I'm going to give to David no matter what happens, whether I get anything back or not. And then I'm going to give to Kevin and to this, and to Stephanie and to all, you know, all these people and realizing that because if I do that enough, I'll actually get what I want. Like it'll come back to me. You, you could do that. But the minute you make it transactional and go, if I give to David, I have to expect from David, it's over. Like it's not going to work. And, and I've experienced that in the past. And so where not so much where I had expected it, but then I would give and, and like, I would kind of like get givers remorse to where I'm like, like, okay, well I'm giving and I'm not getting anything, you know? And like uh, those thoughts would come up and I've had to like develop myself and my thoughts and my brain to control that and be like, no, like I am a giver and I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm consciously aware. Like I don't, I don't give to people who are like time sucks that just take all the time. Sure. Sometimes I do until I figure that out. Right. But, um, but my goal is if somebody gave me value at all, like right now, those are the people I'm focused on. It's like, yeah. I want to give to them, I want to give to them, I want to give to them. Right. And so like, um, I've read over 200 books, man. So like I go back to your question, like the ones that come to mind is like rich dad, poor dad, obviously everyone loves that book. Right. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my fiance on the way here and she's like, I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. It's and great foundations. It's, it's kind of, I haven't read it in a year or two. I reread it. I think about two years ago, two or two and a half years ago. And it's, uh, kind of cheesy and like super simple but like foundationally it's dude it's so wise and it's cheesy and simple to you today but like 
somebody that's what somebody that grew up the way like we dude, grew it up. was groundbreaking oh. when i read it it like it was paradigm shifting for me it's yep. why i'm in real estate yep same with me so i dude i actually used to go from the grocery store and i would walk over to hastings and i would sit down on the floor and i'd read these books man because i couldn't afford to buy to them. actually buy them yep and so i would i'd get off work in the middle of the afternoon and I would go sit on the floor and then I would take the book and I'd be afraid someone else is going to buy it. So I'd put it on a different shelf in a different <laughs> category and I would remember where it was. That's awesome. I'd come back the next day and I'd have a bookmark in it, you know, and I'd finish reading some of it. And, um, and then I remember the day that where I, I actually bought like four books that I was like hiding there. And, uh, and I remember it felt so good to buy these books, man. And I was like, I'm finally doing something with my life. <laughs> You're like, thank God no one's going to take these books from me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, but the compound effect is another one. Oh yeah, Darren Hardy, right? Yep. Yeah, dude, that's I recommend that one to everyone because so good. Like failure is doesn't sh- just show up in either to success, right? Like it's the compound effect of all the decisions and things that have happened in your life, like yeah. in your relationship, in your business, everywhere. It's like it's a compound effect. Like hardly anything is just a surprise, right? <laughs> yeah, we ha- we like to act like it is so that way we don't have to take responsibility for it. Yep. But yeah, no, almost nothing's a surprise. You're right. Nothing comes out of left field. So I took a lot away from that book. Um, and I actually, I bought into the belief of the compound effect. This is a book I read in like 2006 and I've probably reread it probably six, seven times. But I bought into that belief early on to know like, okay, everything I'm doing right now is going to help me get where I want to be in 10 years. Everything, I'm, and I just kept yeah. telling myself that. And, uh, and like, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but it, it all did. But after 10 years, you realize like, holy shit, it is right. Or it does, dude, it's same thing. Like, so I've been, um, there's this guy, Naval Ravikant, who I've read and listened to a lot of in the last couple of years. And he talks about like, you know, the power of compounding, like everybody knows about compound interest. It's the eighth wonder of the world, blah, 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 you know? Uh, and you've seen the charts of like how powerful having, uh, your money compound over a long period of time is. But Naval, like one of the, one of the ways Naval talked about it was like he's like money's not the only thing that compounds, relationships compound, uh, your skill set compounds. Like there's the time. It's the way you and I learned this was time on task over time. That's compounding, right? It's the it's all of a sudden you look up and I'm in this for 15 years or 17 years or whatever, and you realize like dude, I got the rolodex of this. I got a business that does that. I'm able to do this. Not because I do anything special right now, but the compound effect of showing up to work and trying to get better every day for 17 years. Like that's truthfully. And so it makes it look easy to outsiders who don't realize that like, well, it is easy now, but it's only easy because you started building it 15, 17 years ago. Yeah, dude, I I had people one year I had a so man, I, so here's the thing. So go, I'm going to go back to your other question too. You asked if somebody's wanting to build a team, like a piece of advice, right? Like number one, if you asked me, I, I wouldn't, it's been a lot of work, dude. So I wouldn't go back and do it the way I did. I, I learned that I can get there faster, um, partnering with the right people. Yeah. And like, it's the same thing though. Like building a team today, I still have to partner with the right people. I just have the platform, right? Yep. But if I would go find the platform with number one, number two, if you're just like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, number two, cause that's going to be most people, right? So number two is going to be, um, like learn, like, man, I, this is one big thing I see a lot of people starting a team do is they, they feel like one bad review or one upset client because the agent screwed up or whatever. They feel like their business is over. And like that one thing that's really loud is like, they feel like it's the end of their career and they're going to be, they're going to treat their agents like 
you ruined me, you know? Yeah. And, and really what you should be doing is like, if you brought them in, like I, today I won't bring anyone on my team. If I, if I couldn't sit here and hang out with them, then I'll just, I can't work with you. Because, that's a great test. And man, and it's, it's, uh, that's what I base it on mainly is because I'm like, okay, well, I have to be able to care about you, like you as a person to help you get where you want to be. Um, because if, if I, if I bring you on and I don't feel that way, like I'm failing you. Yeah. And so I, I just won't do that anymore, but cause I've done that in the past. But so number one, if, if you bring them in and you've made that decision that you're going to help them and they go screw up, like, man, like it's your duty as the leader to make them like empower them. Right. Because that they're, they're not that one mistake. That's not who they are. And so yeah. they're that one person like, man, I had a, I had a girl one time sell 80 something homes in one year and she made more mistakes than everybody, but she sold more than she over 80 she homes. took more action than everybody. Yeah. took more action. Right. Yeah. And so, um, she made a lot of mistakes and I, and almost every top producer made a, more mistakes than everybody. One of my other top producers I had actually had like clients calling and complaining and being like, yeah, they won't leave me alone. They keep calling me. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. like that's good feedback. Like the bad feedback is the person that keeps everything perfect the way they are and you never hear anybody and they're also not selling very much. Yeah. And so, um, like just, just, uh, empower people. Like that's our, our slogan is we, we empower powerful agents and, and I really do believe it. That's why I made that slogan is because you have to be the leader who empowers them to see who they are because they don't know who they are a lot of times. Like so good. And so you have to, you have to help them see it and you have to see it in them. And so when you, when they have something bad happen, it's not the end of your career. Like, trust me, I've had some bad things happen. Like, I could name them a bunch, but we had a, I mean, we've had the cops at our office, like, Jesus. <laughs> and so, and, and in the moment of those crazy things, feels terrible, right? Feels terrible. feels like it's the end of your career. But what's crazy is that that goes away. All of it goes away. The loud stuff on Facebook of them, like complaining about your agent and you think like, you're ruining my brand, my team, like none of that's true. And it all goes away. And actually the person doing it looks kind of crazy to be honest. Yeah. And so, um, that would be number one is just be prepared for that. Um, and also number two, um, know that there's not just one way to do business, that there's a bunch of different ways to do it. And their personality has got to be what you use to empower them, like who they are. Um, because if you try to change who they are man, you got a long journey of like headaches, because you, you, what you need to do is see what's good in them and help them utilize that one thing to get to their goal yeah. and, and, and like empower that. Right. So like find that one thing in them, empower it. And, and no matter if they screw up or not, like, Failing forward is actually a really good thing. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. More than one way to succeed. God, so important. Such a lesson for people to learn uh, because they're not you. Like, just because you hired them doesn't mean they're you. Just because they want your results doesn't mean that they are you. Um, and so learning to to not, not to just, like, understand that their people are different and that succeed differently, but to, like, be okay with it and even celebrate it, like, to, I would say, the way you have. Yeah, and, one, and just because you're a good sales agent doesn't mean you're going to be a good team leader. Like it, it's, <laughs> Fact. A, it's a different sport, man. It's, and, it's, oh, God, it's so different. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people think, like, oh, I sold a bunch of homes. Now I'm going to hire people. And, like, I've actually seen the opposite happen where they hire people and then their production goes away. It's usually I, – I, I feel like more often than not, it's someone who's, who's pretty good at sales. They're not the top dog. Like they're not going to do 80 deals a year on their own, but they're good at sales. Uh, 
and they're, they understand people. Those are the people that end up, I believe, end up making better leaders in our industry than the people that can just have a high personal, because getting the most out of yourself is one thing, getting them, helping other people get the most out of themselves. Totally different. That's a different skill set. It's so much harder, man. Yeah. That's like it. That's the difference of being Michael Jordan and coaching Michael Jordan. Like that's the, you know, being Michael Jordan is one thing. Right. And you know, maybe that's a bad example cause he's like the greatest ever. Um, but getting Michael Jordan, getting the most out of Michael Jordan is one thing. Phil Jackson being able to not just get the most out of Michael Jordan, but to everyone else around him, that's a different skill set that I, that I promise you, I, without a doubt, Michael Jordan did not have that skill. Now, so like those, and those two are the two greatest at what they did. Uh, and they're wildly different skills. And so I think that transfers over to like great salesperson doesn't make you a great leader in a sales business. Just doesn't. Doesn't. I know. And like, like I, I took this from somebody and I don't remember who, but like, like good systems will make ordinary people, extraordinary people. Yeah. And, and so like when you, if you're going to start a team, like you've got to figure out like what's your system and it's got to be duplicatable because if it doesn't duplicate, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so if you're, if you, if, if your value is because you're a good salesperson, like you're not going to have a system that's duplicatable for a team. Like you might be able to teach some skills to somebody. Yeah. You might be able to grow a little bit, but you're not going to have like feel true duplication. And what I found too, is most people that join our team, like that's not all their goals. They, they don't want to be the best salesperson, but if I can impact their life in some way to make them just live a better quality of life and maybe, maybe by just being involved in like our daily conversations, like they've became a better mom, a better dad, a better spouse. They have better friends. They feel more involved in a community. Like people are looking for that more than they're looking for the next sale. Yep. And so like create that environment and make that the priority and then plug people into that and focus on them as a human being and changing their life and being somebody like somebody asked me recently, what do you want to be remembered by? I was like, I just want you to always remember like, and having David in my life was good. That's all I care about. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, that's, I think that's, that's like simple and powerful. Um, simple, but powerful. Maybe, maybe is the right word there. I, I feel the same way. Like, I wrote that down a long time ago as an exercise at a, um, like a, like a leadership conference, which was just like, I think I just, I just want you to be better off for having known me. That's it. That's like, like I know that's, and that's not really quantifiable. Like you can't put a number to that, but that's the only way I know how to express it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The problem with doing this though is like, um, and I, I, I haven't mastered this yet is, uh, as you do that with people, you'll have people that are really important to you that you've poured into that leave you. Uh-huh. And that do that destroys you sometimes. Oh dude, that's the, that's hard. It is hard. So like learning learning the learning to be okay with that happening and and like still caring about them is something that I'm going through and uh and I and I've I've actually gone through that like my whole career, but every time it comes up it's like fresh again, you know. Yeah. And so um like, uh, I, I've actually been telling myself lately, like I'm, I'm the guy who writes down like affirmations and looks at them and stuff. And so like, one of the things I look at is like, um, like there, I know that I impacted their life. I know. And like me believing that whether they saw it or not, just knowing that I did whatever I could to make their life better. Yeah. And no matter what they're doing today, like 
like I still love and care for him, you know, and like, and maybe, and, and, and this is just my personal belief, maybe if they left me, maybe we're not going to be as close as we used to. And that's okay. Um, because they need to go live their journey in their life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's totally okay. Um, it's just hard sometimes. It's like that saying, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's effectively like, you know, it's a manager, two managers are like, you know, CEO, president, whatever. It's like, we got to train our people. And it's like, well, what if we train them and they leave us? It's like, yeah, but what if we don't and they stay with us? That's the only <laughs> thing that's worse. Yeah. Like, what if you don't pour into people? What if you don't train them and help them get better? And then they stay around you forever. That's like that. That sounds like hell. Yep. And you're much better off like pouring into people, training, helping them get better. And, and knowing that some people will move on and some people like a lot of people won't, but some people will move on and that's okay. Uh, in learning to, to find the wins in that. So, yep. and then going back to like people too. Um, I mean, man, I told him recently this too, and he was, he acts shocked every time I tell him, but, um, Dustin's been somebody in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously. And like, um, tomorrow, like a lot of, a lot of people will get to see him for the first time tomorrow, which will be awesome at our live Friday to Fridays. Um, but like I started with Dustin, like when he was starting like Dustin. Yeah. Right. And like, it uh, was like when Dustin was becoming Dustin. Yeah. And, uh, and so like, I got to know him just a little bit right before. And then like, we kind of like grew together a little bit and man, it's, it's insane because, I know I grew a lot, but I watched him just like, poof, like take off. It's been, dude, it's been fun as his friend. And you know, what's funny is I'm going to, so I'm going to say this, uh, I'll tell you this in a minute, which I think you'll appreciate. Um, but you just mentioned, so like, so we're recording this. What's today? Like, uh, 22nd. All right. So we're recording September 22nd. This will probably be published, uh, like first week of October ish. Right. Uh, so w- tomorrow, the reason why you're in town is we're doing a fired up Fridays. If you haven't been on fired up Fridays.com, uh, you've heard it like, cause for the last two weeks we replayed me as a guest on fired up Fridays with Dustin interviewing me. Um, so we're going to Curtis Johnson's office in Chandler tomorrow. And we're actually, uh, d- so Dustin has different guests on and sometimes he's the only speaker. Uh, and just like, it's just his, his way to pour into people. So if you haven't experienced Dustin, you have to. We're going to do one live at EXPCon in Las Vegas. Uh, I think it's like the, the 11th through the 14th is EXPCon. So that makes Friday the 14th, if I'm doing my math right. Sorry, I shouldn't be doing public math right now if I don't have my calendar right. But uh, so that Friday, we're going to do one live in Las Vegas at um, uh, the Bellagio. No, not sorry, not Bellagio, Mandalay Bay. Right. So we've got a big hospitality suite there. Dustin's going to do Friday at Friday live. Um, so I'm going sh- to share this story with you enough of the, of the pitch there for Dustin fired up Fridays.com, uh, which is, I think your idea to get Dustin out of his shell and to Dude, just like share more. I think I believe in him more than he believes in himself sometimes, even though he really believes in himself. He really believes in himself, which is crazy to know, to think that. So you'll appreciate what I'm about to share with you. Cause I, I've only shared this with a couple people. Uh, and I just barely told Dustin about it. Uh, Efren, who you were talking to. So Efren uh, on my sales team, young guy, really like really grinding it out, like working to build his business. He's a good guy. We were having lunch together recently. And I was telling him about, I was like, you know, I was like, dude, I have this guy in my life. Uh, and sometimes what I have to tell myself is I just want to be the guy that Dustin thinks I am. I'm constantly just like sometimes, I bet you once a week I'm like with the Kevin that Dustin thinks is Kevin do that, get this done or not. 
And if the answer is yes, then I'm doing it. Uh, and truthfully, like I, I like I literally just think I just want to be the guy that Dustin thinks I am. And and he's the master at making everybody in his life feel like like that, that right? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and it's so funny. I, I had just, right before you said that, I had said that like I think I believe in him more than he believes in himself sometimes. And the reason I said that is like years ago we went to our like first Tony Robbins like seminar together, and we're at UPW, and and all I could think was I was like, dude, I could see you doing this. Like that's you, and yeah. and he just like shook his head and laughed at me, and I was like, no, I I really do think it's you, man, and and then we kind of blew it off, and uh, I don't even know if he remembers that, but um, I've always always like he's impacted me so much that I like I I just know what he's capable of, man, and like oh dude, yeah, and and a lot of people don't have that person in their life, like you just shared, yeah. right, and and like Ed Milet actually talks about how like most people only have one or two people in their life that um, like see something good in them and tell them, and. Uh, and Dustin's the guy that tells everybody he meets something good about them all the time or makes constantly, them feel like, yeah, constantly. Like he'll remind you about it yep. every time you talk to him. He'll remind you of the thing that he sees in you that's powerful, which is like one of the powerful things about him. You know, it's funny, um, dude. I I don't. I'm no one knows this. I've never told anybody. Dustin knows it because he was the other person involved. But like uh, when you talk about you share that story, uh, UPW. I was there. Um, that was the first time we really got to hang out, which and it was amazing, man. I still think about that trip. In fact, Dustin and I were sharing pictures from that dinner at Gibson Steakhouse yeah. uh, just like two weeks ago. But um, Dust, I, I I was like, dude, will you come down to Phoenix and talk to my team? And we're having like a big like two day deal. Uh, it was next door at the Embassy Suites, and so Dustin gets up, uh, you know, drives four hours to get here at eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning, whenever it was. And he, he's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, do you bro? Like go do, go do what you do. Share, you know, so into the, so into this room. And there's like, you know, 50, 60 of us. And bro, he gave the best talk I've ever heard in my life. And, um, I dude, I was like, I was so blown away. I'd never heard him speak before outside of like, he and I have conversations. I'd never heard him speak before. And I quite literally was like, I couldn't do anything but cry. Like I was just like so thankful for the way that he just poured into everybody. And I remember Tony McCarty. I don't know if you know Tony, but she was Fidelity Home Warranty, uh, uh, you know, regional president or vice president for whatever for a long time. She happened to be there that day, and she she pulled me aside. She was like, "That might be one of the best talks I've ever heard in my entire life." And for Tony to say that, like that's not she doesn't go handing out compliments like that. I was like, I know. Yeah. Uh, he like, he's got something. So, yeah. uh, we all need a friend like that. No, it, I think it was May 28th last year is when we did our first fired up Fridays. And I had, I reached out to Dustin and I'm like, it's like, it was just one of those conversations where I'm always like, okay, like he's somebody I want in my life. And so he's yeah. like, what can I do with him? What can we do to help each other? And like, and, um, and he was telling me before, prior to this, he was like, He's like, man, he's like, I really like when you like give me ideas or push me to do something. He's like, I'll always do it. He's like, I just, I get so caught up in my day-to-day stuff that I don't think like that. And I don't think like you or see the opportunity like you do. And so he's like, always do that. And I was like, what if we just did like a meeting every once in a while for people? And he's like, what? I'm like, well, like, what if like the stuff that you do already, like, what if we did something like virtual? And he was like, like, okay. And we started talking about it. And so then we, we decided to do fired up Fridays. We had no idea what it was going to be like. 
he's like, I'll just show up. You get everything set up. I'm like, all right. So I start setting up the website and like people to be able to like RSVP online and stuff. And like, I did everything really, really basic. Like we're actually getting ready to launch a way better system, but we did it real basic just to get started. And, and we had 38 people on our first call and we were like, oh wow, people showed up. Like how cool. Um, today we have over a thousand people on our list and tomorrow's a live event. We have uh, 98 RSVPs right now. Damn. Um, I know people flying out here to come see it. Yeah. Like, and here's what's insane, man, is like we decided to do this day one. We were like, okay, no sales pitches, no nothing, like just value, just, just contribute. Just, and like we're like, what if we created a community across the entire nation that was people who wanted to give, contribute, and like grow and like actually get good results in their life? Like we would be creating like an unstoppable group, right? And like, and so, and that's what we're doing, man. And it, it's so crazy because we'll have a hundred people on our weekly call every single Friday, sometimes 160. And, um, and what's crazy is it's continuously over a year now, that many people, and it's still growing. And, and what's insane to me though, is the people that come, it's like, it's a different group of people, like a different vibe. Like they, it's, it's like they come and they, they, they understand like they're developed in their mindset, you know, like they understand like boundaries, they understand business, they understand like, that they're here to grow. Like they mean business. They're not here just messing around. And yeah. It's so true, dude. And so like that, like we're creating like a group that like both of us are just like passionate about. Um, and like to have a hundred people on our first freaking live man is like pretty awesome. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Well, let's do that, dude. Let's, let's cut it off here before we do though. Um, if someone wants to like follow along, what's the best like social media or whatever, how, how do people find you? Yeah, Facebook or Instagram, uh, just David Queen or uh, Savage DQ um, is the the uh, handle. Yeah, we'll, th- we'll talk about the Savage next time. We'll have to do a part two. Oh hell yeah, I'm excited for that. We're gonna talk yeah. about that for sure. I know. Uh, I'll just say there's a lot going on behind the scenes that I'm excited about for you. Um, so all right, so dude, thanks a lot for doing this. Like this was fun. Uh, I uh, I mean I could I could do this for like two more hours. We actually killed the the camera battery. Uh, so I just heard that turn off about five minutes ago. Uh, and so, uh, I, I think this is like a good stopping point, but I know there's gonna be a part two. I'm excited for tomorrow and for, uh, some of the stuff that we've got cooking together and, uh, continue to watch BMP grow. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, dude. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.